Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero with episode 248 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring or coaching. As always, I'm here to share ideas and insights I've had, insights I've borrowed or just plain stolen during the last 23 years I've been in business and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education. And I want to do that in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. So we'd better crack on with today's show. All about parents. Yep. Managing the parents and students. I used to think these were a pain in the neck, as they were generally quite uh, nosy and interfering. But I understand that's just part of being a parent, because I'm one myself. Um, parents can be pretty much anywhere from absolutely marvellous to, well, peculiar or difficult. But I, I really believe that just like any other body of people, they're all going to be different, but they're all doing the best they can. Bless them. So before we get any further into this, I'll just give you a little background to my teaching world and Hopefully that will help me make sense of what I do and some of my opinions and attitudes. First things first, I'm a guitar teacher. I've been doing it for 23 years and I love it more every day. The odd day when I'm not actually face-to-face with students, I'm a lost soul. So I work predominantly one-to-one in person, although I do have a small rump of Zoom guitar lessons for remote students picked up during COVID. Now, I work at home in a properly set up teaching room. It's full of guitars and all the resources I need, plus a piano so I can demonstrate certain things that are easier to see on a keyboard. So everybody comes to me. Naturally, I've got to take care of the parents. So I provide them with a nice comfy seat in the hallway or a hard folding wooden seat in the teaching room for those who absolutely must sit in on juniors lessons. My teaching room has double doors which are always open to the hallway so that both myself and the student are visible if the parent wants to just sit and watch but they're at a remove outside of the threshold of the teaching room door. So that allows them to feel that their kids are safe. It gives me a sense of security that there can be no suspicion of me doing anything untoward and that the kids are being properly safeguarded. Giving the parents those that direct line of sight also allows them to move out of the kids' sight line, but keep an eye on me if they want to. That's by design. It's vitally important that there's complete visibility that there can't be anything hidden or concealed. 
and that's how it goes most of the time. For the first encounters with a parent, I'll encourage them to sit in with the kids. Particularly if the kid looks a bit nervous. And then after several sessions, when everyone's happy and we're settling into a, a relationship built on trust and respect, usually the parents will opt for the nice comfy chair in the hall. Um, particularly if the hard folding wooden chair is suddenly unavailable. They're usually happy. They'll read a book, read their Kindles, play with their phones, or one or two will actually go to sleep. This is fine by me, and it's fine by the kids. Experience tells me that not many kids want their parents to watch them while they make mistakes as they and acquire new skills on the guitar. So, once they've had that initial period and everybody is reassured that all is as it should be, and when trust is secure, the student is quite happy. And mum and dad can be moved out of line of sight when the student can merrily go away and mangle their favourite song. And that's completely normal, because I'm very cool with them doing things badly to begin with. Obviously, mangling things and doing things really poorly is what you do before you get good at doing that thing. So, parents are not really a problem. They and I are on the same team as the student. And we just want the student to learn, laugh, have fun. I want them to ask questions. I want them to feel safe. And I want them to have fun. Did I mention I said I wanted them to have fun? Absolutely, that's the whole damn thing. If it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. Now, once in a while, you'll get a helicopter mom. You know, they want to hover all the time and crowd into the teacher room and interject with their own opinions. I think it's vitally important to remove them from the immediate teaching room as quickly as possible and get them in the comfy chair Maybe even give them a guitar to fumble around on so they understand what Junior's trying to do. I'll encourage mom or dad to ask questions at the end of a session or via a separate phone call. Remember, the session is about the kid. It's not about what the parents got in their mind. It, oftentimes they've just got some daft bug up their arse and they got to get their answer. And it's the kid's time. I believe that helicopter mums hovering on the kid's shoulder will just stifle them. I've seen it over and over again. Junior is so busy making sure that mum approves that they don't have the focus of attention on the task in hand. And frankly, I can't give a student 100% of my attention and focus if mum and dad is butting in sitting on my shoulder so if they sit in they're actually reducing the value of what I can deliver to their child and they're eroding the value for money they're getting out of me that doesn't seem right so parents make a great deal of effort to get their kids to us so let's look after them even if that means asking them to take a seat in the hall or the waiting area 
I believe it's respectful and it's fair to do that. And it's good business. Allowing the parents to see what you do, understand what you do, and then managing them is good business. Remember, some of those parents will become students themselves because they're listening. They like what they hear. They notice how much fun little Johnny is having. And more often than not, they've always wanted to play guitar themselves. And a lot of them will have tried to play before and failed. So their child is actually, by proxy, living out the parents' ambitions. You know, the child's doing what mom and dad always wanted to do themselves, but found they couldn't. And that's why I'll often hand a parent a guitar and suggest they have a try. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That's okay with me. The important thing is they get their hands on the guitar and they are given an option to participate and become part of my tribe. Then when the parent inevitably asks what Junior should be doing at home, I'll demonstrate to the parent, often suggesting they record a technique or an idea as a video clip on their phone, just in case they or Junior forgets. You know, the minute they get at the teaching room, the memory evaporates completely. I've seen it before, and I'll see it again. Most of all, I think we should be making learning as appealing as possible for both the student and the parent. Make it light-hearted. Keep it personal. Personalise your lessons. They're not cookie-cutter people. Let's not do cookie-cutter lessons. Make it interesting, provocative, make it fun. Remember, I'm sharing my lifelong passion with everyone I possibly can. I want to infect them all with guitars and the love of making music. And that's the parents, the kids, nan and granddad, whoever brings little junior to the lesson. I want them to pick up on that vibe. And experience tells me that they love to tell their friends and the people in their personal networks about how well their kids are doing. Why are they doing so well? Because of me. Because he's got a charismatic, interesting, funny, daft guitar teacher who makes it fun. How's that for a word of mouth marketing opportunity? Don't imagine that parents and, and carers don't tell each other about you. They bloody do. So make sure they've got really good things to say about you. And they'll be a reliable source of student leads. It costs nothing to be that go-to guy or gal. Just get the parents on your side. Treat them like gold. Just the way you treat their kids. And they will look after you. They will send their friends to you for decades. That's what I think. That's what I do. It works for me. I'm fully booked with students. Have been, apart from a brief lull in COVID where things went quieter, I'm still doing full-time work, getting paid a lot of money for what I love to do in the way I love to do it. So tell me, how do you do it? Do you look after the parents the way I do? Do you love your parent posse? Or do you think they're a damned nuisance to be dealt with? 
Have you got any stories about parents or any helpful tips on handling them? If you have, let me know. I'd love to hear from you because I'm here to learn from you as well as share what I've learned so far. Drop me an email. It's info at neilcowmeadow.com or find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. And if you haven't already, like and subscribe to the Tudor Podcast. As always, I'll be back next week with more no BS ideas, more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business, just like I do mine. Till then, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help. Stay useful and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 